welcome to the Take Care Sis podcast with me, Key, and Kiki. Join two friends for a conversation around self-care in real life. We'll talk about anything on the spectrum from bubble baths to setting boundaries to managing friendships and more. As your sisters, we also just want to provide a weekly check-in. You know, like big sis asking little sis, sis, you good? So come on in, sis. Let's talk about how we can take better care of ourselves. Kiki. Kiki. <laughs> What's up, girl? <laughs> Nothing much, girl. If you like me, you glad that it's the end of the week. Cause I am. Like after this, I'm gonna go get me some food and I'm gonna lay in the bed, I think. On a yeah. Friday night. I think that might be why I'm so tired. I just had um a chicken, fried chicken. Well, Bojangles. I had a, a chicken sandwich right before this. Mm-hmm. So if I get if I start to lean and I just got the itis. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Just keep going without me. Mm-hmm. Okay. I will. Keep going without me. You cut it right <clears> on home. <throat> yeah. <laughs> no, it was, um, it was, these last two days have been a long week. Mm-hmm. The first part of the week was like, mm-hmm. Thursday and f- Wednesday night and Thursday about killed me. But, um, we're starting a new project on my job. And it was one of those things where they're just like, hey, we want you to do this. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold it, hold it. Um, and they press go like Wednesday. So it's just been like, mm. I'm sorry. It's all good. Guess what the project is? Behavior health. <laughs> right on right time. On, right on time. I was about to say. <laughs> right on time. Right on time. Lord, I am just, I'm tired. And I started with my new trainer this week. Both of oh, us yeah. are supposed to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I told you if he... If you still smiling, it ain't enough. Yeah, I didn't ask for your opinion. Um, at all. Just, just a reminder. Why not, friend? Uh-huh. Why not? Be encouraging. Tell them they're not working hard enough if you're smiling. It is encouraging. That was not encouraging. Look, friend, you were the one with a trainer before me. I ain't even got no trainer. I just be going to the gym. Because I don't have that kind of motivation. So I needed a trainer. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, I started doing some uh <laughs> started doing some Pinterest workouts. The other day I about killed myself. I was like, why did I do this? <laughs> yeah, why did you do that? That sounds that sounds wrong. <laughs> I was like, why? Why did I do this? But then I was kind of satisfied because I got a different kind of muscle sensation everywhere else. I just remember when I was super fine at like twenty seven. Uh-huh. And I was still like, oh, if I could just lose this and like, it would be like when I sit down and my belly would roll. I wish I was in them stages. Um, also, I wish that Rihanna and ASAP Rocky would adopt me. But we'll talk about that in For the Culture. Oh my God. I mean, they sound like they sound like they'd be having fun as a family. She, she out here just flourishing. ASAP. She looks amazing. I was telling a friend, 
because we're both big Rihanna fans and he sends me all the Rihanna pictures and posts and I send it to him. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and I was just like, now how come my stomach protrudes and it don't, I don't look sexy like that. And he was like, put a baby in it. And I was like, yes. Um, these are the conversations that happens in the DMs. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> ain't no way, ain't no other way we're going to be looking snatched like that right now. I just, I just can't do it. My stomach ain't going nowhere yet. Everywhere else, you know, you'd be like, my face looks slim. That's about it. My face looks slim. My booty is gone. My thighs is going. My stomach is stubborn. Like I, I'm waiting for the part, you know, how that's the last thing you lose. I'm waiting for that to come off. I'm waiting for it to come off. But anyway. I just got a doctor. I got my annual appointment on Monday. We'll see how it goes. I think I'm going to come at me with medication. And I'm like, no, no. So then I'm going to have to wire my jaw shut. So then I don't eat anything for like three months. And then I'll get down to the weight that she's happy with. <laughs> See, I know I'm walking to the doctor's office and she's going to be like, you need to lose a little weight. I already lost some, friend. <laughs> you late to the party. Why are doctors always skinny? Have you ever seen a big, big doctor? No. What is it that they know that we don't? Actually, I had I had one of my first OBGYNs was kind of thick. But that was it. Is it because she was pregnant? No. She was just okay. naturally thick. I didn't say fat, fat. I just said thick. <laughs> my doctor's so cute and petite. Little old Jamaican woman that I feel like might beat me. <clears throat> yeah. One day I feel like she's just going to take a shoe to me and I'm going to be like, all right, friend. All right. All right. All right. Doc, all right. Um, but yeah, she, uh, she's so cute. Oh, had the audacity last year to tell me to get a Peloton. I was like, you gonna buy it? She was like, now come on in here. We put so much money into things that we really want to, I stopped listening for a minute. Um, but yeah, see, I don't mm, Peloton. Hey, I don't think I'm motivated enough to buy a Peloton. It's just going to be sitting here collecting dust and then it's going to become a clothes rack. And you know, maybe a drink stand. The cool thing about Pelotons is the community. That's what everybody likes. Mm-hmm. And several of my ancestors are Peloton riders, so I might could enjoy it briefly, but I can't get past that seat. <clears throat> yeah. I went ahead and bought me like the little seat cushion because I was like, I can do this because now they got the Peloton app, right? So you don't even need a Peloton if you just got access to a stationary bike or a treadmill or or whatever, right? I was on there a minute and a half and I was like, nope, not today, Jesus, not today. Um, I don't know. Maybe tomorrow I'll try two minutes. But, you know, we... Mm, um, try it again. Try it again. Mm. Mm. Anyway, what were we talking about last week? Last week, we talked about the not-so-great side of motherhood. So we talked about ambivalence and having seemingly conflicting feelings at once. So you can feel two two different things at the same time, y'all. It's okay. It's normal. And we also talked about mom guilt and how to deal with it. And last, we discussed the concept of moms feeling touched out. And this is mainly because of having to be available and touched by their kids all day. So, you know, once you get to the bed at night, your man want to touch you, you just be like, uh-uh, 
Right. Get off me. It's not you, can fellas. You touch it's out without kids? I think you can. I really think you can because, like, just think about it. Like, if you're doing stuff all day long, not even just touched out, just tired. <laughs> like, I don't want to be bothered. <laughs> Please go sit in the corner, sir. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> No, I you probably can be touched out. Um I think about I guess think about people that have like physical touch as a love language, like you love to be touched and not just by your romantic part- partners, but like you know, just people in general. And then you just be like one day it's too much sensory overload. <laughs> I think that's where I go. I think I get sensory overloaded. I'd be like Okay, wait. Time out. So, yeah, it's like your social battery battery dies, your touch battery dies, and you just know, like, like one of them, them them old Android batteries, like where it won't really fully charge. I think that's where my social battery is. I don't think it gets the full charge anymore. I'm getting new phone. <laughs> topics for y'all um today so i feel like all that effort and energy put she put into this song is for not unfortunately because we all know what she's talking about yeah we don't Issa um, Rae signed a five-year film and television deal with warner media worth like eight figures that's really all we got That's oh, it. and I want to be adopted by ASAP Rocky and Rihanna because they threw their son, so they finally revealed the name of the son. He's just been in the news as Rocky and Rihanna's son. Mm-hmm. Their boy child. Stuff like that. His name is Riza, and that's his actual government name. Mm-hmm. And while there's a part of me that hates it with with everything in me, um, there's also a small part of me, you know, the Wu-Tang lover in me, that I'm just like, that's cool. But more importantly, they threw baby Riza a birthday party and had like casseroles, everything around me, you know, all the stuff. And I, it was so dope. And I just want them to adopt me so I can have a Wu-Tang birthday party. <laughs> that baby is not going to remember that. <laughs> no, no, it's not. not um, remember that at all. Start me a pink princess party. Um, yes. So I can wear pink and green and tiaras. That's right. That's all I really want. And just make it, oh, oh, oh. And she can have, oh, everybody can get Fenty gift bags. Yes. yes. Um, that's, that's, that's a good, uh, mm-hmm. that's a good ad. Mm-hmm. And the Savage by Fenty, too, will all have panties from Fenty. Um, yep. Yep. Need the full set. You know our boobs ain't going to nobody's <laughs> I don't even know why you're trying to play this game. It's just up. That's why I kept it at panties. 
I don't know. I have never shopped in the bra section of Savage Fences. I'm not sure. <clears throat> it's a light Victoria. You probably do one of those cute little like the bralettes, the one that's not really made for anything but to be listen, taken off. Listen, yeah. that's all I want at this point in my life. I don't even want them wire bras. Keep get them out. Go do you away. like lingerie? Like lingerie never stays on long enough for me to validate spending sixty per sixty dollar per piece. I never, I never buy it for that reason. <laughs> You can't justify like it never stays on. Like, what are we doing here? I just concentrate on cute panties because I mean the bras. Sometimes you you can go cute on the bras, but like I ain't going crazy because I'm that means I'm spending fifteen hundred dollars on a bra. (laughs) (laughs) So like I'll focus on the cute panties and make sure that you know my booty look cute because I'm not just coming off. I bathed, and here we are. Let's go. Oh my god! <laughs> if you act right, I might shave my legs. <laughs> um. Oh my god! <laughs> oh. Anyway, do we have anything else before the culture? That's it. That's it. Satan is crazy. North Carolina is getting crazy. Oh, they getting real, real crazy. It's like they creeping, like they. They're like dipping their toes and then ankle and then knees into the crazy, but then pull it back out. But it's still wet and dangling over the crazy pool. You know, then, North yeah. Carolina has always kind of walked the line of everything. <laughs> they just kind of like tiptoe along the the very tiny line. Like you said, they might dip their toes in. They might bring them back out. But they still on the line. They ain't moved off the line. They, um, yeah, yeah. So... When we redrew the district lines in 2020, um, they were gerrymandered and, uh, the North Carolina Supreme Court, which was split, Dem, Republican, North Carolina Supreme Court said, mm, these don't look right. We need y'all to draw them again. They're not illegal, but we need y'all to draw them again. Right. <clears throat> so we've been sitting under a temporary map for this last year and some change. Um, yeah. I think they went ahead and said, oh, no, we're going to allow those maps to stay. So what ends up happening, I don't know if y'all remember, but there's been this prominent black um, congressman whose name I forget. I just know he's an Omega. Um, He has been in the House for years. And while I'm a fan of y'all need some term limits, um, he's been very good for... um, He's done some great things, right? They redrew his district so even he couldn't win his own district and he's been in the house for years already. That's how poorly these maps were drawn. So um, he decided not to run again when he saw them. He was like, oh, no, there's no point in me even wasting my money. Um, So basically, once again, they're going to take the next 10 years to put a whole bunch of Republicans in place and they will never move. Um, so then the Democrats will be scrimping and scraping for a few seats um, and then they won't get any real power in the House or the North Carolina General Assembly. And they're going to try to push forward all the crazy bills. And I really think they're waiting for um, Cooper to get out of office because I really think that they think they've been to get the vice or vice, the um, 
second mayor, what's his name? Or I know his name, Lieutenant Mayor, yeah. Um, Mark uh, Robinson, yeah, Robinson. They really think they're finna get Robinson in there. I don't know about that. Um, but I don't know. It's it's all crazy enough to happen. Mm. I guess we'll see. Um, I might be packing. Y'all know, y'all know. I want to move out of the country. These bags might be packed a little sooner. Uh, twenty twenty four. I might be gone by twenty by January twenty twenty five. That's okay. We'll just have our retreats outside the country, wherever you go going to. Wherever I go. Mm hmm. And we all might be homeless in Bali, but wherever I go, we'll do the retreat. <laughs> Let's go. Oh God. All right. Anything else we want to say for for the culture? No. No. Yeah, our for the culture is sad this week, y'all. But we here. Anyway. So let's get into it, y'all. So we are still we are still in our mental health awareness month bag. And we're just making sure that we are aware and prepare for any changes in our own mental health or in the changes that someone else may experience around us. And it's almost so, Gemini. You said it's what? Almost Gemini. <laughs> it's almost Gemini season, y'all. <laughs> what perfect thing so, to talk what perfect thing to talk about they're in Gemini season, but mental health. Right. So we have defined mental health and we've talked about a few of the common disorders. We have also talked about toxic positivity and how it can affect those having mental health struggles. And finally, last week, we discussed the not so great thoughts that mothers may have surrounding their own parenting styles and techniques. And we talked about how that can affect their overall mental health. So with all of this being said, these were some heavy conversations, right? Like we understand that sometimes talking about mental health in general is hard. And I'm not talking about the questions and sometimes we keep it cute, right? You know, like, how are you? How are you doing today? How's your mental health? And depending on our mood, we may tell you the truth or we may not. They don't. Mm -hmm. So have you ever thought about why that is? Huh. Well, I mean, I have. That's why we're here today. <laughs> Sometimes we keep it cute because we don't want people to know that we're struggling or we don't want people looking at us funny because of what we said. We don't want people to think we're crazy, unstable, not right in the head or wherever else people may think, right? <sighs> and this is mainly because of the negative stigma surrounding mental health in general. Many people, whether they want to admit it or not, have certain feelings or preconceived notions surrounding those who have mental illnesses, disorders, or who are just struggling mentally. So today, we're going to talk about these stigmas surrounding mental health. Are we ready for the theme song? <clears throat> this theme song is real. It might seem very insensitive, but also just note that <laughs> I need you not to do that, friend. Just note that 
the the person who sang this song is acknowledging that maybe he is. So I don't know if y'all remember. <laughs> this is why we can't get through this segment. Y'all remember uh the group Gnarls Barkley? Y'all remember CeeLo singing that song? Oh well shit. <laughs> let me sh- let me just go on. take me off camera. Cause I can't. Can't hold a straight face with this one. Nope. Uh uh-uh, you on camera today, friend. Move your hand. <laughs> you can sing along if you want. <clears throat> <laughs> Does that make me crazy? Does that make me crazy? Does that make me crazy? Possibly. Nikia, she nothing to do with the picking of this song. Hell, I didn't even write this outline, first of all. And my employers have nothing to do with me and my opinions. I just need y'all to know that. Look. I told you, he acknowledged in the song. He said possibly. So, you know, technically the man is acknowledging that maybe he's having some mental health struggles. And then he acted it out in public. Let's talk about stigma. Let's talk about stigma. All right. According to the American Psychiatric Association, more than half of people with mental illnesses don't receive help for their disorders. And we learned about this when we defined mental health and gave you the few statistics. Two, three, two, two, three episodes ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, People will either avoid or delay seeking treatment due to concerns about being treated differently or fears of losing their jobs and livelihood. That's because stigma, a uh, stigma, prejudice, and discrimination against people with mental illness is still very much a problem. Stigma, prejudices, and discriminations against those with mental illnesses can be subtle or very obvious. People with mental illnesses are marginalized and discriminated against, and no matter how subtle or obvious it is, we know that it can definitely cause more harm. Stigma often comes from lack of understanding or fear, inaccurate or misleading media representations of mental illness contribute to both of those factors. A review of studies on stigma shows that while the public may accept the medical or genetic nature of mental health disorders and the need for treatment, Many people still have a negative view of those with mental illness. There are three types of stigma, public, self, and institutional. We'll get into those in a minute. The thing about stigma is it not only affects those with mental disorders, but it can also affect the loved ones of those who care for them. When you think of it in terms of a diverse and racial ethnic communities, stigma can also become a major barrier to access mental health services. So think about how in some 
<clears throat> how in some Asian cultures that seeking perceived help may not be in alignment with their cultural values of a strong family, emotional restraint, and avoiding shame. Or how in African American cultures, many may have distrust of the medical health, the medical healthcare systems, which can keep them from seeking help. Or in some of your immigrant communities, and I think of the Latino um, Latinx community in particular, they're often misdiagnosed even when they just go to the ER due to language barriers. Media representations of people with mental illnesses can influence perceptions and stigma, and they often have the negative, inaccurate, or violent representations. For example, the movie The Joker portrayed the lead character as having a mental illness who becomes violent. A study published in April 2020 found that viewing the film was associated with higher levels of prejudice towards those with mental illness. Additionally, the authors suggest the Joker may exacerbate self-stigma for those with mental illness, leading to delays in health safety. Who knew? Right. And I saw that movie, actually. It was a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot. But, but I... I I tolerated that better than I tolerated Dahmer. I stopped I watching watch, Dahmer. I didn't even try to watch Dahmer. <laughs> Honestly. Mm-hmm. I just didn't. Um, so let's get into the types of stigma. Now, as we talk about the types of stigma, we'll talk about prejudice, stereotypes, and discrimination. So with each type, you can think about the stereotype being the negative belief, whether it's for a group or people, a group of people or yourself. The prejudice is your agreement to that belief, and discrimination is the behavioral response to that belief. So that's Wait, the relationship. That means, that's worth repeating. So stereotype is a negative belief. Mm-hmm. It's a negative belief, right? And then prejudice is your agreement with that belief, mm-hmm. and then discrimination is a behavior response to that belief. Exactly. I've like never that. heard it put that way, but I like it. Yeah. Um, so the first type is public stigma, which involves the negative or discriminatory attitudes to, that others have about mental illness. So when you think of it in terms of prejudices and stereotypes, you may think people with mental illnesses are dangerous, incompetent, or they are to blame for the disorder and they're unpredictable. When you think of discrimination, so employers may not hire them. Landlords may not rent to them. The healthcare system may offer a lower standard of care. We see this every day. Now, if you may not make it three times the rent anyway, um, you ain't gonna go nowhere. Sorry. <laughs> I got to move my lease. Sorry. I know. The stresses. Um, Stress. Side note, I went in like, because I be, I'm still living month to month of mine because. I ain't signing no new one. Um, I went and got Dirty. an actual, huh? Dirty crazy. I um, I went to get the new prices, and it confirmed what I thought. Like rent is just expensive, and I have gotten away with murder. So I'm gonna keep <laughs> where I'm. <in. laughs> I'm gonna keep where I'm at for now. Next is. Self-stigma. So self-stigma refers to the negative attitudes, including internalized shame that people with mental illnesses have about their own condition. So in terms of prejudices and stereotypes, you may think I am dangerous. 
I am incompetent or I am to blame. And in terms of discrimination, these thoughts lead to lowered self-esteem and self-efficacy. Like, why should I try? Why try? Someone like me is not worthy of good health. Y'all see how self-destructing that is? Self-destruction. Thank you for self Sorry. Mm-mm-mm. No, nope, it's true though. Since you weren't huh? born, since you weren't born in the 1900s, I know that song, man. You know the song? Yes. I said I said it was perfect. Dang, oh. you act like I'm young. Remind me to tell your story offline. Um, <laughs> and the last type is institutional stigma. And this is more systemic. It involves policies of government and private organizations that intentionally or unintentionally limit opportunities for people with mental illness. So some examples include lower funding for mental illness research or fewer mental health services relative to other health care. And um, just side note, Keith. He talks about this all the time, like all the the bills that are assigned, the things that are talked about in, in Congress, in the Senate, whatever. All of these people are doing what they can to keep certain groups down. And we know this, but, you know, she brings light to it. And I just wanted to highlight that. But in terms of prejudices and stereotypes, you may think, um, the stereotypes are embodied in laws and other institutions. And in terms of discrimination, these are intended and unintended. You have intended or unintended loss of opportunities. Think about, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I know we used to think of them as like such horrible places. And there were some nefarious acts that were happening inside of the mental institution of the past. But recognize that when a lot of the state governments got rid of the mental institutions, that's when you see this increase in home homelessness. Mm -hmm. um, people out on the streets, whether it's panhandling, whether it's living under bridges and so on and so forth. Like those literally used to be where these people would stay. Mm -hmm. um, and figure if you have some people, especially if they have diagnosed mental illness, undiagnosed mental illness, I'm sorry. Like that's not something a lot of people's families can deal with. So <clears throat> they can't go stay with family. They have nowhere to go. So they end up being homeless. Um, and this is going to lead us to the discussion about Jordan Neely, but we'll talk about it a little bit later. Right. Let's talk about another thing. That's another thing. The media kind of fed into that too. Like the mental institutions, all you see in the movies and TV is like the negative side of it. Like basically just make them look like the people there are making them even more ill instead right. of actually helping them. Right. Um, right. So let's talk about harm caused by stigma. We know that stigmas, prejudices, and discrimination can not only make things worse for those with mental illness, but it can also make it easier for them to not seek help. Other effects can include reduced hope, lower self-esteem, increased psychiatric problems, difficulty with social relationships, reduced likelihood of staying with treatment, and more difficulties at work. <clears throat> more harmful effects could be reluctance to seek help or treatment and less likely to stay with treatment, self-isolation, 
lack of understanding by family, friends, coworkers, or others, fewer opportunities for work, social, school, or social activities, or trouble finding housing, bullying, physical violence or harassment, health insurance that doesn't adequately cover your mental illness and treatment, or the belief that you will never succeed at certain challenges that you can improve your situation. All right, so we talked about the harm. Let's talk about the stigma in different cultures. So research shows that people in racial and ethnic minority groups in the U.S. are less likely than white people to seek outpatient therapy services. And we're just going to highlight three groups because (laughs) what was that? I hate when they say that people of color are less likely to seek out when it comes to health treatment, because it's not often a matter of seeking out. We don't have access to them in our communities. There are fewer people that look like us in these fields due to high insurance, high educational costs, so on and so forth. And then when you have a language barrier, so nobody want to deal with that on either side. People... Physicians don't want to deal with having to use a translator. And and I won't say this. I won't say physicians don't want to deal, but health insurances and healthcare companies don't want to pay the price for translator, but that's your actual right. Like it's against the law. Um, Not very many people are aware of that. Um, So there's, there's a lot of barriers. So I hate the term. um, I hate the, the concept or the notion that people of color don't seek out therapy or they don't seek out um health care a lot of times it's a matter of access we're going to talk about that later well i think too it's just in this discussion it is stigma from the research that i did because there's not much from it or much about it because most of the communities of color do not say anything because of shame so like the research isn't there I will say there's many intersections. There's yeah. many intersections. And I won't disagree with there being shame in, in our communities, but I will say that like there's that's not the end of the story. And it kind of drives me crazy. Go ahead. Understood. Understood. All right. So in Asian communities, and y'all are gonna see that this is like all three of these are very similar. <laughs> So we might be repeating ourselves, but this is what I found in terms of research. We'll we'll keep talking about it. But in Asian communities, Asian Americans fear being thought of as weak or crazy for having a psychological disorder. Perhaps more than any other group, shame and embarrassment force many to struggle in silence and never seek help. Many Asians find their family is dismissive of their mental health concerns. Their family is concerned on how the family will look as a whole. So having mental issues does not fit into the perfect family image. And for many Asians, it was more culturally accepted to admit physical symptoms rather than psychological ones, which creates a common preference of prioritizing seeing primary care doctors over professionals trained in mental health. And I think that goes back to what you were saying. Like, they go seek help, but they have to seek it a different way because now they're worried about what it's going to look like for their families. So instead, they're saying, you know, I have headaches 
or I have um, dizziness or something, something physical that they can like, you know, people can see or feel. That's what they're going to say. They're not going to say, oh, well, I'm having some anxiety or depression. They're not going to say that. Okay. In Latinx communities, mental health and mental illnesses are often stigmatized topics resulting in prolonged suffering and silence. There is a perception in the Latinx, Hispanic communities, um, especially among older people, that discussing problems with mental with mental health can create embarrassment and shame for the family, resulting in fewer seeking treatment. Many are afraid of being called locos and bringing shame to the family or being called crazy. Religion can be a protective factor from, for mental health in the Latinx communities, so faith and prayer, but can also contribute to stigma against mental illness and treatment because of those demons and lack of faith and sinful behavior. Many Latinx do not seek treatment because they don't recognize the signs and symptoms of mental health conditions or know where to find help. This can be a result of not talking about and showing it so no one knows what symptoms or signs to look for in order to seek help. We don't talk about Bruno. That's the example. I didn't even think about that, but <laughs> go ahead and sing the song, Frank. Can't sing. I'm not finna embarrass both of us on this podcast. <laughs> we don't talk about Bruno. That's all I know. We don't talk about Key's voice, apparently. <laughs> all right, and finally, in Black communities. So research indicates that Blacks and African-Americans believe that mild depression or anxiety will be considered crazy in their social social circles. Furthermore, many believe that discussions about mental illness would not be appropriate even among family. Black families may be reluctant to seek mental health therapy due to our longstanding history of discrimination, racism, and mistreatment experienced at the hands of providers in the U.S. And you said that the same thing about Latinx communities as well. We're always being misdiagnosed at higher rates than white patients, and we've been exploited and used for research in the past in the name of medical advancements. We think that we'll be viewed as weak, and this is a result of our survivalist mentality, which came from systemic racism and oppression. And since Black people are among the most religious in the U.S., we often associate seeking help with not having enough faith in the divine to overcome. So we're expected to pray it away and even only seek religious help. Y'all been praying for Uncle Carl since 1923. I'm just saying. At some point, we have to take Uncle Carl to a professional so we know how to deal with him. And right. we know what to look for when he's having maybe a manic episode or when he's having a depressive episode or when his anxiety is acting up, you know, like all these things. Yeah. I think back to <clears throat> um, so many black vets came home from Vietnam and for years, like even my grandfather was one where he had the um, the the nightmares at night. Um and, you know, no one said anything, no one did anything. Fast forward, here we are in 2023, almost every vet, when they get discharged, they have PTSD. 
Um, and I'm not going to belittle that, right? I, that, that is not at all what I'm doing, but I'm just showing the stark difference between Vietnam, so the 70s, and then 2023. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is some 50 years later, but there's also a racial component to it. Um, we didn't really highlight that too much, but I will say there's a racial and racist component to mental health care. And this is, again, why I get frustrated when people say that people of color don't want to seek it. There's also racial components. So take, for example, I told y'all we were going to talk about Jordan Neely. So if you remember, Jordan Neely was the homeless man that was, um, he was a well-known street performer in New York City. Um, was often seen performing, whether it be on the street or on the subway for money, um, because he was homeless. He was experiencing homelessness. Um, yes, Jordan dealt with some, um, mental, mental health issues. Um, but let's, let's take it back. Um, Jordan as a child saw his mother murdered in front of him. As his life goes on, he was bounced around from, um, foster care, uh, families' houses, seeing all sorts of, um, trauma before him, but no, but that um, led him to being homeless. And sure, they talked about his rap sheet where he had been arrested over 40 times, but it's a well-known fact, fact, and people tend to ignore it. Um, it's a well-known fact that a lot of homeless people commit petty and minor um, deviant acts because if they go to jail, they will get something to eat and a place to stay. So you often see crimes, petty crimes, um, on the rise in the winter months um, because homeless people are looking for a place to stay or they're looking for food to eat. So yeah, they rob, they steal, stuff like that, right? And That's what was on Jordan's rap sheet. Conversely, um, Jordan Neely dies at the hands of a Marine who was having a PTSD episode. Um, so I don't know what was going on in the Marine's head. Again, I'm not belittling this Marine, but mm-hmm. I am saying that this Marine was allowed to put Jordan in a chokehold for 15 minutes and got help from two other people who looked at Jordan as a disturbance. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And Jordan died at the hands of this Marine. The Marine's name is Patrick something. Um, can't think of it off the top of my head. But I will say that white men were allowed to have PTSD. This black man is crazy and a disturbance. Right. And you see that a lot. Um, because, again, looking at homeless trends and stuff like that, people of color, they're committing these crimes for food, for shelter, so on and so forth. Um and then they're misdiagnosed at a higher rate. So going back to like in the 70s, all of our grandfathers and stuff came home crazy or we don't talk about when Uncle Carl went to war, right? right? They don't have the help and advancements that the soldiers and stuff coming home from war do now. So I'm grateful for, you know, these advancements, but it's also kind of like, damn. Mm-hmm. And we just looked at them as crazy. We just tucked them away or we didn't talk about it. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Um, what is actually common in these cultures, these cultures, so Black, Latinx, and Asian, is that they are collectivists. They value the um, value the needs of the group or the community over the individual. So bringing shame to the family is a big concern. Even in individualist Western society, we still value image over anything. We want to belong and not feel like we are to blame for tainting family images. 
So next we're going to talk about some self-care in real life. Because who would we be? We would not be the Take Care Sis podcast that talks about self-care if we didn't break this practical to you and your loved ones. So NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Illness, offers some suggestions about what we can do as individuals to help reduce the stigma of mental illness. We're just going to give you a few because they talk about a lot. Okay? All right. Here we go. Um, talk openly about mental health, such as, such as sharing on social media. But share with your family and friends. Like, ask, well, what actually was wrong with Aunt, Uncle Carl? Yes. That's the question. <laughs> Um, educate yourself and others. Respond to mis- misconceptions or negative comments by sharing facts and experiences. That's not my ministry. I ain't going to tell y'all none of that. But if you so feel led, um, be conscious of your language. Um, remind people that words matter. So, like one thing that I'll that I'll say, <laughs> I've had to bring light to a lot in social media because I follow this deaf family, and so people. <laughs> people are just like well why can't we say they have a hearing disorder and i'm just like because they're not disordered um or it was no i think it was hearing disability i think mm-hmm. it was something that they they're saying and i'm just like well think about it like if you say um if you have a disability or you say that you have I don't know. It was something. I can't think of. I can't think of the language right now. But be conscious of your language. Um, think of the person first, and think of how this affects the person you're being spoken, you're speaking about, or being spoken of. Right. Um, show compassion for those with mental illness. Be honest about treatment. Normalize mental health treatment, just like other health health treatment. But let's not use it as a weapon. Let's not weaponize. Right? Like I hate seeing all the arguments and stuff on social media. People be like, "You need therapy." Stop doing that because that doesn't help with stigma. Stop. Stop. Um, just just stop. Um, and choose empowerment over shame. I fight stigma by choosing to live an empowered life. To me, that means owning my life and my story, refusing others to dictate how I view myself or how I feel about myself. Um and that was Val Fletcher responding to the Facebook question of how do you fight stigma? Go ahead. So in an effort to watch our language and reduce stigma, think about saying the following. So first we're going to talk about the don't say this. Okay. And this kind of goes in line with what we talked about. What was it? The week before about toxic positivity. Positive. Yeah. So don't say it could be worse. Like we know that already. Um, just deal with it. Definitely don't say that. Y'all just really trying to make these people go into a hole and not come out. Like, <laughs> Don't do that. Snap out of it. Everyone feels that way sometimes. You may have brought this on your... Ooh, don't say I'll that. I will flip the table over. How about that? <laughs> like, don't tell me that. You may have brought this on yourself. No. we've all been there which no I guess that's not completely true most of the time you're just trying to make them feel better um you've got to pull yourself together y'all got to stop rushing people to get over stuff like y'all got to stop it please stop it um maybe try thinking happier thoughts that sound like toxic positivity (laughs) once again I'll flip this damn table over (laughs) 
My happy thought is to flip this table over. How about that? In your face. Maybe flip the table on you. <laughs> and they'll be like. <laughs> Let's try. Let's try. <laughs> so on the flip side, we do want you to say the following. Thanks for open up, opening up to me. Is there anything I can do to help? I'm sorry to hear that. It must be tough. I'm here for you when you need it. I can't imagine what you're going through. People do get better. I don't know about that one. People do get better. And then, oh man, that sucks. I don't know about that one either. Wait, I said that one. Oh man, that sucks. I don't know what else to say. I'd be like, oh man, that sucks. (laughs) (laughs) And can I drive you to an appointment? That's a good one. Um, how are that's you feeling? Often, Go ahead. That's one that I often hear people that are like in AA say they'll be like, "I'm coming to get you for a meeting, or let me drive you to a meeting." So I, I, I like that one. I do too. How are you feeling today? And that's a good thing to say. But y'all, if they ask you that, and they really care, tell them how you feeling. <laughs> that's the other side of the equation. And the last one is, <coughs> excuse me. The last one is, I love you. Sure. If you actually love that person. <laughs> right. I didn't like those, Kiki. Uh, <laughs> this is what was on the, which website was it on? I didn't put them down yet. Um, it was on one of the, hold on, I can tell you. Psychiatry.org. Oh, okay. That's what it was on. So, do we have anyone to add to it? The do say? You tell somebody you're going to flip the tables occasionally. It might help. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's anyway, answer. that's it. So, yeah, we finished. We done. We done? We, just, we done. all right so we've come to the part of the podcast where we ask you to share share it with your circle share it in your stories (laughs) yes just a story you know not a story a sing song off the top of my head okay now I don't forgot my melody because you messed me up. My bad, friend. My bad. <laughs> you throwing new things in there. Just we didn't discuss it. We didn't practice. You, you like new things, okay? So don't act like this is just. But okay, fine. <laughs> anyway, share it with your friends. Share it with your circle. Share it on your social medias. Share it. Share it. Share it. This is a, actually a good conversation to have with your family. I know it's probably going to be hard. Because they're going to be like, why are we talking about this? <laughs> this is another one. Share what your men's Share what your men's is. Because, you know, they be complaining that we don't share with them this podcast. Share this with your man, okay? Share with your husband. Share with that dude. Share it with him. Please. And all so y'all men listening, share it with your girls. Share it with your girls. You okay. know she... I'm not supposed to say she crazy. But you know, like I know. So... <laughs> Offer the driver to an appointment. Mm-hmm. 
That's it. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast, y'all. It's so easy to do on Apple Podcasts. Just go up there, hit the five stars. You can leave a paragraph if you want to. If you don't, just hit the five stars. Same thing. I'm going to start grabbing people's phones when I see them. Be like, hey, pull up your podcast app. And I'm going to start grading our, our shit because. Because what y'all doing? Y'all just sitting here listening to <laughs> my pretty. And then turn it off and go do go about your day. Just listen and then just go get it. Do y'all not like it? But some of y'all keep coming back. So thank you. <laughs> but um, can you, I don't know. Great review. And on Spotify, y'all know it's the easiest thing in the world. Hit five stars. That's it. Under the name. It's got the little star there. You hit five stars. You don't even have to leave any words. Just write it. That's it. Five stars. Anything less than it. We're coming for you. Um, and yeah, if you're on YouTube, like, share, comment, all that good stuff. Subscribe. Don't forget to subscribe, y'all. Who you doing? Um, and yeah, that's it. That's it. So we want y'all to remember to always take care of yourselves. Mentally, physically, physically and spiritually. And emotionally. Oh, and emotionally. And all the other great things. Take care of yourselves holistically, y'all. Okay. Gird your loins. It's Gemini season. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me call. That's not for me. Hmm? They come for you. Come for me. Yeah. Yeah. They come for you. Mm-hmm. But I said, Key, I want you to take care of yourself this week, Seuss. You too, friend. Have a great week. Thank you, friend. All right. Later. All right, y'all. Bye, y'all. We'll see y'all next week. Bye.